evidence and answers. The transgender issue is one that affects us all. Those who suffer from gender dysphoria are hurting people with real struggles. However, those in this struggle have been fed a lie, and believing this false narrative only adds to their pain. It does not bring the healing that they need. You're tuned to Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast with your host, Pat Zucran. Pat is an author, teacher, and international speaker in the area of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. Today in our broadcast, Pat will explain the truth about the transgender debate and how those struggling can find true healing in Christ. Here with part one of Reclaiming Manhood and Womanhood is our host, Pat. We're talking about an issue today that affects us all. And those who suffer from gender dysphoria, these are genuine hurting people with real struggles. And my heart empathizes because I can see the pain in their eyes and I can hear it in their stories. And what hurts me the most, and I'm sure most of you, is that those in this struggle have been fed a lie and they are believing this false narrative, and it only adds to their pain. It doesn't bring the healing that they need. You know, the most loving action we can take to help our friends struggling with this issue is to turn them away from falsehood and to the truth and help guide them in that direction. Jesus said, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's the truth that brings healing and wholeness. Okay, so it's moving away from false ideology to the truth. Though it may be painful in the long run, that's what sets you free, not continuing to believe a lie. So it's my conviction that the current false narrative, it's only hurting those in this struggle, and it's the truth of Christ that can bring healing and set them free. Now, we're going to be covering a whole lot of issues, so remember, I don't expect you all to get it first run, but you can go to our website at evidenceandanswers.org, you can hear what we're talking about and a whole lot more on our website here. Now, here are a couple good resources on this particular topic, okay? The God and the transgender debate is a good one from a Christian perspective, and then this one you're going to be seeing me refer to a lot, When Harry Became Sally by Ryan Anderson. Right now, this book is banned on Amazon. You cannot get it on Amazon. All right, so you have to go to another book site. But it's a very outstanding book, and he's not, I don't see bias in there. He's just reporting the facts. He's saying, here's what the medical and science research shows, and here it is. All right, very good, scholarly, well documented book when Harry became Sally. Now, let's define some of our terms here. First, sex. Sex is your biological makeup. Second, gender. Gender is the culturally appropriate expression of your sex. And according to the American Psychological Association, gender refers to the attitudes, feelings, and behaviors that a given culture associates with a person's biological sex. In every society, gender is connected to sex. Okay, it's the public expression of your sex. Women wear dresses, etc., etc. For the first time in Western culture, we have now separated gender from sex. Okay? 
So a very simple definition is this. Sex is what is between your legs. Gender is what is between your ears. So you can be biologically male, gender female. All right? Because now we have separated both of those. Gender identity. Gender identity is a person's self-perception of whether they are male or female, masculine or feminine. Gender dysphoria. This is the distress, anguish, or discomfort a person experiences when they feel their gender doesn't match their biological sex, okay? People with gender dysphoria feel their body is lying to them, and they think that they would be happier and at peace if they were transformed to the opposite sex. And there's a range of gender dysphoria from mild to severe. And people who suffer from gender dysphoria, it's not just physical. There's a lot of other mental issues that they are struggling with as well. A high rate, very high rate of depression and suicide and thoughts of suicide. So there's a lot more going on than just I'm uncomfortable in my body. Transgender, it's an umbrella term for the state or condition of identifying or expressing a gender identity that does not match your biological sex. How common is this? Well, right now it's about 0.3% of the general population. But as we are being pushed by the culture to say, this is normal, this is normal, we're going to see, I believe, a higher percentage as more people begin to come forth with that struggle. And, and as that is being continued to be pressed in our schools, there'll be more confusion that arises. Now, there's numerous issues with transgenderism that affects all of us. First, in 2019, this was a bill proposed by our legislature known as the Equality Act. Fortunately, it's still being fought there in our halls of Congress. But basically what the Equality Act says is that males who identify as females should be allowed full and unrestricted access to female facilities, including locker rooms, bathrooms, dressing rooms, shelters, living quarters, and dormitories. Right, so most of it is male going to female, all right? We have some going the other way, but most of it, it's male going to female. So transgender males should be allowed and not restricted also from participating in all female sports. And that's gonna have implications for Christian organizations and churches as well. We, if you're a Christian group or church, you will not be able to discriminate against people because of their sexual orientation. We wrote to some of our representatives and they wrote back, we are for this bill because we stand against any kind of racism. When you wanna express a different perspective, you're already labeled racist, bigot, transphobic. And so this poses a physical danger to women, especially. Safety concerns when men access female-only facilities, such as bathrooms, showers, dormitories. Predators can abuse gender identity to gain access to female-only facilities. And we have seen in the news, 
all right, of men assaulting women in female dormitories, female bathrooms, female showers. There has been a lot of it going on in our schools and throughout our country. And girls who have a problem with, who are uncomfortable with this are being told, get over your bias, get over your racism. Then there's an unfair advantage, mostly men going to women, okay, of men, transgender males, competing as females. And we're seeing all over the press, transgender males dominating female sports. And it's discouraging the women, and in many cases, costing some females their scholarships. In 2018, we saw two male transgender track runners, Andrea Yearwood and Terry Miller, competing as women there at high school track competitions in Connecticut, shattering, shattering female records, okay? I mean, just winning by large margins. This one to your left here, Phelan Fox is a transgender male who fought in an MA match against a female and cracked her skull. And you're seeing a lot about Leah Thomas there, the University of Pennsylvania swimmer who is ranked 462 in the country as a swimmer. Now the number one female swimmer in the 100 and 200 freestyle, shattering, shattering female records. Not winning by a body length, I mean winning by a length of a pool over these women. Our differences are significant. It goes down, men have larger muscle mass, larger bone structure, larger lung and heart capacity, and other features that give them a physical advantage over women. Doctors will tell you, even two years of estrogen treatments doesn't change all of this. Biological males have definite advantage over females. Now, those of you that have been in sports, I've been in sports all my life, can tell you, things being equal, men have advantage over women, right? For example, I was in jujitsu for many years. Things being equal, all right? Same age, blue belt against blue belt, same rank, the advantage goes to the guy. Everybody knows it. Even women of upper belts, I was able to beat. Why, I'm so great? No, it's physically stronger. Women had to be of higher rank, you know, black belt, brown belt. Those could beat me because their skill level was so much higher. But things being equal, guy has the advantage. Female police officers know this. If you're confronting a guy, call for backup. Never take him on by yourself unless it's an absolute dire you know, life-threatening kind of situation. So we see transgender males dominating female sports all over the place. Then we have freedom of speech issues. Liberty interests are at stake when people are forced to speak or act in ways contrary to their best judgment or their deeply held beliefs. Today, any failure to accept or support transgender identity, you're already labeled a bigot or a racist. Try give an opposing position to transgenderism on the university campus here, okay? Or maybe at your high schools now or at your workplace and see the kind of response you're going to get. And it's not just out there. It's in the churches now. Our churches are completely confused, okay? I've been thrown out of a lot of churches the past couple of years, right? Because I'll say offensive things like men and women are different. That gets people in church going nuts, okay? So there's also the threat of lawsuits. There's been firings and other threats and people forced into silence when you say, I disagree with this whole transgender narrative. 
Then we have medical practice that is affected here. How do doctors diagnose a patient? By your biological sex or your gender? Doctors and pharmacists, you know, medication for men and women is really different. And it could be lethal if you get it wrong, right? So how do we diagnose someone? You know, my wife is a doctor. Someone comes in biologically male and says, I'm female. How do you diagnose them? You know, do you give them the transgender male a pregnancy test? Or how do you diagnose them? And it's changing the medical field. The medical field is supposed to be medical doctors restore you to health. Now it's a consumer industry where medical doctors are there to give the patient what they want, okay? No matter how it may affect their health. And we know this whole transgender transformation thing. It's a dangerous procedure to medical health. Ryan Anderson wrote this. He says, a postmodern worldview is changing medicine from a profession that restores health and wholeness into a set of techniques to provide customers with what they desire. It is eroding the foundation of objectively sound medical practice. And what about medical insurance? If it's now a civil right, then insurance must cover medical reassignment surgeries. And who pays the tremendous cost of that? Everybody, okay? Everybody. Counseling, you know, legislating now what psychiatrists, psychologists, student counselors can and cannot do in the area of counseling. Many in our education field, different parts of the country are stricter than others. If a child comes in and says, I believe I'm a girl, I want to start transgender surgery. Many teachers and school counselors are not allowed to say, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. Let, let's talk this over. Can't do that. You have to start the process, okay? And many places, you don't even have to inform the parents. And then we have education concerns. How will our children be educated in this whole area? Children are more and more being taught that gender is fluid. We have teachers that have to ask their children weekly or sometimes daily, how do we address you today? He, she, or them? We are seeing curriculum coming out now, the gender-bred person, the gender-bred person teaching us that gender is fluid and it's normal, okay, if your gender changes from day to day. Or the gender unicorn. I just got an email from a friend in Japan sending us the Japanese version of this curriculum here that they want to teach to children there in Japan. In some states, if a child wants to begin the gender transformation procedure, teachers must comply and need not inform parents. Then we have parenting issues, right? Parents who do not accept and encourage the child to gender transformation can be deemed unfit to parent and that you're creating a toxic environment in the home. We saw a case like this in Canada already. And so, the Department of Human Service can deem that a home be unsafe and remove the child. You know, I'm on a political talk show in the morning, one of the top political talk shows here in Hawaii. And of course, he likes to make it real controversial. And so he'll throw the gender, transgender thing out there. And the nastiest, nastiest phone calls I get are from the Christians. The Christians who are calling and saying, the problem in the world is hateous, hateful people like you, racist like you. My grandchild is non-binary 
and it's hateful people like you that are causing all the wars and conflict in this place. It's the Christians who are giving uh, me those kinds of phone calls, all right? There was a day when parents and teachers were responsible for teaching truth to our children, right? No, Johnny, it's not a little man in the TV, okay? This is how it works. Now, the children, their idea of truth trumps ours. They tell us what the truth is. My view of reality trumps yours. Mom and dad, I'm a girl today, or I'm a boy today. My version of the truth trumps yours. You have to accept my version of the truth here, okay? So it's reversal now. The students, the children are telling the parents what reality is. Now, how did this go mainstream? Well, a lot of us didn't really know about transgender. We knew it was around, but it really came to the forefront in 2015 when Bruce Jenner, the model of masculinity, many of us remember, those guys didn't know who he was, you know, uh, those guys in the gym over there. I had to take about five minutes to explain who he was. But remember, he was the great decathlon champion, the model of masculinity. He was on every Wheaties box, right, back there in the 70s. Well, in 2015, he announced his struggle and later that year transformed to Caitlyn Jenner. And then I believe he won awards like Man of the Year or Woman of the Year or, or whatever it is he won, right? And the message to the world became clear. Men can become women if they feel or perceive themselves to be women or vice versa. Okay? And this event catapulted the transgender topic from obscurity to one of the most fashionable issues of social justice today. Then later on in that year, the Supreme Court redefined marriage, something Corey addressed. And of course, the transgender advocates jumped on the bandwagon and the transgender issue became a civil rights issue. It became LGBTQ, okay? So jumped on the bandwagon there and later the Obama administration redefined sex to mean gender identity in our nation's civil rights laws, then imposed gender identity policies on our schools and healthcare providers. And the transgender cause officially became mainstream. Now, before Bruce Jenner, there were dangerous ideologies already dismantling the moral foundation of our society here. The rise of secular humanism Right? The rejection and turning away from God has had devastating effects in our culture. God is the source of truth. Truth begins with God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Once you turn away from God, who is the source of truth, then you're going to, Romans 1, you're going to embrace false ideas very quickly. And with the rejection of God, there's the rejection of God's truth and God's moral law. And one of the things that we rejected is God's design for man and woman. We have a whole new understanding of human nature and who we are. Genesis 1.26 says, and God made them in his image, male and female, he created them. Male and female, okay, that's part of the image of God. And that is something that is designed by God. It cannot be changed. But once we rejected God's design for man and woman, our understanding of manhood and womanhood and human nature began to completely disintegrate and unravel. Our existence now, we're not beautifully designed by a creator. We're just products of natural causes that had no intention 
for our being here. We are really a cosmic accident, not a magnificent creation of a loving creator. We are now complex animals, ain't just chemistry encased in flesh, and we exist to survive and reproduce, not to enter into a wonderful relationship with our creator and to fulfill the magnificent calling he has upon each one of us. Once we rejected the image of God, then other movements came that threw off the biblical guide and our understanding of sex and sexuality. The sexual revolution coming up in the 60s, if it feels good, do it, threw off a God's design for sex and marriage. And we embrace the idea that our bodies are our own to do with and enjoy with whatever we want. Then radical feminism. You know, the first wave of feminism helped women gain equal rights, which was a good thing. But unfortunately, it started going in the wrong direction. And our culture swung in a false direction, now denying any important differences between male and female. Now they're fighting, instead of equality, they're fighting for identicalness, that men and women are the same. There are no differences. And the result is a culture of androgyny and confusion, all right? But it began when we rejected God and that we are made in the image of God. We're in a state of complete confusion. Our culture is and our churches are as well. I was at a church camp in California filled with Christians, filled with Christians. And first night, I said what I should not have said. You know, I was just being, I, I said, men and women are different. They're created different by God. I think men and women are different. In, created by God, uh, designed to be different. They had a riot that night. They stayed up to 4 a.m. debating, should we throw that speaker out? And I sat down for breakfast and people call me chauvinist, pig, racist, whatever. And I said, okay, okay. So at the next seminar, I said, all right. Someone immediately raised that question. I said, okay, if I bring a man and a woman right here, would you notice they're different? And everyone said, no way, no way. You are a racist. Men and women are the same. Whatever a man can do, a woman can do, vice versa. I said, all right, okay. I said, if I take off their clothes and put them right here, would you uh, notice that they're different? And they all said, no way. Whatever a man can do, a woman can do. Don't be a racist on this. All right? And I said, okay, you guys aren't answering me honestly. Okay, I, 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 let's just move. Well, they wouldn't let me move on, all right? It was a terrible conference. And I wish I could tell you that was rare. That happens very, it's a regular thing, folks. It's a regular thing. I sit down with students at a Christian college or a Christian retreat, and I'm getting screamed at. You know, people saying, men and women are the same. Men and women are the same. Oh, there you say they're different. And I said, how many women are there in the NFL? And they'll say, you bigot, my cousin could kick your butt on the football field, uh, and she's going to be in the NFL. You are. Um. And I said, so you mean to tell me one day we're going to have 50% women, 50% men in the NFL? And all going, that's right. You're going to someone to be in. I said, oh, okay. Well, okay. Whenever that happens, you got a free trip to Hawaii. I will pay for it. Okay. I mean, but I have that conversation all the time. I'm having it, and these people are not joking. They are angry. They are upset. They are throwing me out of church. You know, my pastor, he kept saying, Pat, we see you around church a lot nowadays. I said, yeah, uh, the number of churches I can speak at here in Hawaii is growing smaller and smaller and smaller. And smaller. I said, you're going to see a lot of me at your church. All right. And he said, well, well, great. We love having you around. 
See, we've lost our identity once we departed from God. As human beings, we've, we've lost our understanding of human nature and it's led to the current state of confusion in our culture and in the church. That's why it's time to reclaim the truth about who we are as humans and what it means to be a man and a woman. What's God's blueprint? We've run out of time. Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers radio broadcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. You'll find we have a wide variety of different topics that will make for an incredible conference series. If you would like Pat to speak at your church, Bible study, or even schedule a conference at your church or location, give him a call in Hawaii. That number is 4830586. Or you may contact him through the Evidence and Answers website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. Be sure to use our search engine for available resources. We have everything from atheism to Zen Buddhism, including articles and additional audio for you to listen to or download. So be sure to share our website with those around you. To keep quality broadcasts like Pat's on the Air, we rely on generous financial support from you, our listeners. For the opportunity to partner with us, head on over to our website. Once again, that's evidenceandanswers.org. And you may do so right there online. Evidence and Answers would like to thank one of our sponsors, the Honolulu Christian Church. If you don't have a home church and are looking for a great place to connect and grow in Christ, check out the Honolulu Christian Church. For service times, log on at honoluluchristian.org. Join us again next time on the air or online as we provide compelling reasons for faith in Christ. That's Evidence and Answers with Pat Zucran. Yeah.